Welcome to Week in Aviation Podcast, Episode 4, for Saturday, April 3rd, 2010. And today we're going to cover X-Plane, our thoughts, what we think about it, some favorite add-ons, and more. So right now we're going to turn it over to Grant and uh, his thoughts on X-Plane and how uh, he likes it better than FSX or you know, how it differs from FS2004 and FSX. So go ahead, Grant. Okay, well, I just got X-Plane, and all I can say is it's a lot better than uh, Microsoft, because... One one of the biggest differences you'll ever notice in um, between Microsoft and X-Plane is um, the way that aircraft react to turbulence and winds. In X-Plane, you definitely feel the turbulence, and it makes it a lot harder to land. But in Flight Simulator, virtually there is no turbulence because you can fly so smoothly that you don't notice anything. And... That's just completely unrealistic, um, cause for, like, Microsoft Flight Simulator, you can land in 200 knot winds, but in X-Plane, you can if, b- barely land in 50 knot winds, and that's more realistic. And then, I mean, once you get used to all the controls in X-Plane, and once you get used to that whole user interface, then it's a lot better to use and much more of a simulator. Right, right. And I've heard people say they like X-Plane better because they used to get better frame rates, the scenery looks good. And other people said they like FS better just because it's made by Microsoft. I mean, it's like a popularity contest. Microsoft's more well-known, so people automatically assume go out by Microsoft Flight Simulator, not X-Plane, because X-Plane speeds crap because it's made by some unknown company called Laminar Research. And that's what everybody assumes. I think that's the wrong assumption. You do agree? Yeah, X-Plane is definitely a much better simulator for flight, and uh, everybody should be using that. It doesn't really matter about visual quality. It more matters about uh, how the aircraft handles. Unless if you're looking for a game, then Microsoft is what you want to get. But if you're looking for a simulator, then get X-Plane. Yeah, we covered that last week, how or two weeks ago, how Microsoft geared FSX more towards to be from a gaming standpoint and X-Plane definitely put some more work into it made it more as of a simulator for more experienced people they actually have an FAA version for like $10,000 or something or I don't know yeah yeah it's like it's for pro pilots it's kind of retarded to be that much okay and we're actually going to introduce we have three guests today Uh, Spencer you want to introduce yourself hi um my name is Spencer DeVille I am from YouTube uh uh, my username is SJT375, as some of you might know. Um, and Tom, Thomas, how should I start this? Uh, what Spencer wants to talk about today is he's going to actually talk about the process of making videos. So you can go ahead and explain, like, from the time where you get the idea to when you click upload and everything. Well, I start out first by just brainstorming. I- I'll brainstorm for maybe five, ten minutes, fly around, flight from there, look at different airports, especially since I'm a scenery person, I will look at the different airports and decide which one I want to make a video for. Um, then afterwards, I will t- I will do looking for a song, which is going to be very difficult since you want it to work with not only the just a general FSX video, but you want it to also work with the specific airport. And, and you then don't, you don't want to infringe copyright too much. You want to like you no, know, yeah. I, I know a people like Jumendo. I yes, I use Jumendo. Um, 
I hold on. I do not know the exact name of the site is gemendo.com slash en slash albums. If anybody wants to visit that site, and is that um, all uncopyrighted music and everything? All of it is non-copyrighted. Um, I use non-copyrighted just to stay out of the way of YouTube copyright. Well, uh, also what you can do to avoid the copyright is uh, download the song, open it up in Audacity, then uh, go uh, press Control A, select all, then um, Effect, uh, change speed, and then speed it up three percent, and it won't it won't make a, much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it'll completely pass the whole copyright thing. Okay. Right. I'll look at you're still running the risk of someone coming and saying, oh, wait, you're using my song, and they can still flag that video. The only thing you're doing by speeding it up is making sure YouTube doesn't figure that out. But if yeah. using a song, someone from Nickelback, which the chance is so little, but, I mean, if it happens, you know, it still could happen. They're not going to say, yeah. well, you split it up. Yeah, you're track. screwed if they find you. Well, they they know their songs on YouTube. I mean, now Justin Bieber is a new thing. That <laughs> kid is gay. Okay, back to Spencer. Okay, um, and then after I have chosen the song, chosen the um, chosen what the video is, I will listen to this song several times. I put it on my iPod, just listening to listen to it while, while I'm walking around and stuff like that. So I can get a general feel of what I want to do, like, at 1 minute and 15 seconds, this shot would be perfect for this music, uh, music part. And then afterwards, I will go into Sony Vegas 9, set up the music, everything, and just record in flight from there, one shot at a time. So you're going shot to shot and then placing the shots where they would sync with the music. I do one shot, um, crop it in Sony Vegas so that it works with the music, and then do the, then check what the music looks like for the next part of Sony Vegas, or the song, and then record the next clip based on that. So it all syncs and it looks good when you're finished? Yes. Okay, and then when you upload on YouTube... Does, do you upload in 720p? Like I, I uploaded it exclusively in 720p. That I've noticed that greatly improves the quality when you watch yes. the videos. I I can't stand watching for like uh 480p videos. And do you use your monitor a 4x3 or a 16 by 9 and do you like crop it? It is a 16 by 9 um, the exact uh, resolution of it is 1680 by 1050, um, pretty, that, which is pretty high. That's pretty good. And for those who don't know what 4x3 is, if your is a square, it's uh, in a 4x3 resolution. If your monitor is a 13 by 9 And a lot of people don't like how YouTube switched their resolution or their screen size to 16 by 9 because now a lot of videos have the black bars, which always annoys me, but... Yeah. If you, if you want to make your videos 16 by 9 and don't feel like cropping them out, in the tag section of your video, put YT colon crop equals 16 by 9, and YouTube will crop the video for you, and it will make it um, take up the whole player. But some will get cut off, but that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. And Spencer, have uh, how many subscribers do you have right now on YouTube? 
Um, I was like it. Last time I checked, I was around 780. Right now, I am at 794, so nearing 800. That's pretty good. I mean, I would say. And like, how are your video views doing in terms of subscribers? Are you getting 800 video views or? Um, it starts out like the first two days. I will get 300, and then which is for my subscribers. And then it will slowly just keep on going up, like a hundred views a week. That's pretty good. I mean, or or actually, my new video which I released, Memphis Dream Team Fort Lauderdale. That was really good. I got to give it to you. Yeah, the music yeah, went really, really well with it. Thank you. Um, I uploaded that four days ago, and it was already a, over four hundred views. Right, that's pretty good. I mean, eventually you would hope. Like, even if it's not your subscribers, you want to get it eventually up to your subscriber count to make it look like. Yes. A lot of people, like, they subscribed three years ago. They're probably either A, made a new account, B, don't watch the videos, or C, off YouTube, you know? Yeah. Well, I actually just started making videos in January last of last year. Right. That's a year and a half. That's pretty good. And you partnered up with FSC130J, correct? Um... It, it, it is in sort of can be considered that um, I'm part of something called Touch and Go Films, as some of you I might have noticed. See that at the beginning of your videos. Yes, um, Touch and Go Films is an advertising company in which we advertise products for um, different FSX Allen companies. Um, I, like I see you do FS Dream Team. I would love to see you do what a fly Tampa scenery. I actually, uh, I did fly Tampa Boston, I think, in December. Okay, uh, Spencer, are you, do you have any uh, new videos coming up, not seen or just, you know, flying around and stuff? Um, yes, I do, actually. Um, on Saturday, I am planning on releasing a video, uh, sort of a realism test, in which I will be trying to make Flight Simulator as real as possible. I will not discuss completely what it is, but it is going to be a realism test on on a on Saturday. Sounds exciting. I can't wait to see that. Alright, we're gonna move over we actually have two guests today. Ben, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh hey guys, I'm Smashikio from YouTube. Uh some of you may know me already. Uh I make videos maybe once a week. Uh you can contact me through private message or just email me. Okay, and Alex, go ahead. Uh, hi, um, I'm Mayo Lambers from YouTube, and I just started making FSX videos like a month ago. And I used to make some, but I stopped because I wasn't really enjoying the game. But I'm, I thought of starting again. Okay, and uh, Ben, you're going to talk about your favorite favorite add-on. Yes, my favorite favorite add-on. I uh, I'm seriously am like in love with it. It is the Posky CRJ 900 version three. It probably is uh, one of the most realistic add-ons I have by far ever used for freeware. But if it was payware, it'd be sort of a stupid because uh, it's for payware it wouldn't be that good. But I mean, for freeware, it's pretty nice. It's got uh, one thing I really like. It's got the new slanted winglet style of the new CRJ 900 Next Generation series, and it has pretty decent flight dynamics. I mean, it's not completely fake. Right. About the FSX version or the FS two thousand four? FS two thousand four. Isn't the virtual cockpit on the Posky aircraft, especially the CRJs, 
Aren't they, like, really bad, though? There is no virtual cockpit. They removed it. Exactly. Because they... Because not getting any money for it. I actually have a bunch of Posky 757s, and um, they have a virtual cockpit, and it's pretty... I think I have a few videos using the Posky 757s, and they're okay. I mean... I mean, I, for free, it's pretty good. I mean, right, free. Well, right. I use them all the time on that and stuff. Like, help one of, and, you know, the flying dynamics are pretty good. The only thing they look... Sometimes they have some pretty bad errors and look like United 757. Big white stripe along its ass. I mean, it's kind of weird, but I don't know. Yeah, the Posky, the Posky Triple Seven is one of the one, is probably their best aircraft in terms of visual yeah. looks. You can probably get one of the 757s um, has a the the landing gear is not you know facing forward. It's to the side when you're actually not even using the, you know. Well, I guess it doesn't always matter since you're not really always looking at the gear. Unless you're making a video. Flight Simulator X, um, the Posse 777 looks completely stupid. Um, it wheels, you know how they have the tilted wheels? Yeah. In Flight Simulator X, they're not tilted. I know in the way that they are when they um, are on the ground. I noticed in my 757, they actually were tilted. So I guess it's who made them and how lazy and or enthusiastic they were about making them. 74, they don't work correctly in FSX. I noticed they stop really fast. Like when I land, I'll put in the reverses and I'll be stopped in 500 feet. It's so fake. In real oh, life, if you, if you could comprehend how heavy a plane is, and how much thrust it takes to actually slow one down, you'd realize how fake Flight Simulator is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying earlier. X-Plane, you definitely need a lot more runway room to stop the seven. I know, the Flight Simulator, you can get in this uh, CRJ, one of the default one, and freaking take off in like a thousand feet. Yeah, but um, X-Plane, like, you need way more than a thousand. You need like five or six thousand. Yeah, um. that's what like a real jet. Like a 757 takes about... 4,500 feet to get up in the air. Oh, at least, because I know I see them all the time up here where I am. We got two runways, it's 10,000 feet and 6,000 feet. And while the 10,000 foot runway was down, United actually stopped flying in their 757s because they couldn't handle it because the 757s were always full. So they couldn't they couldn't take off. The, you know, they were about at their maximum takeoff weight. Yeah. And they, couldn't, they, they couldn't take off. So they until they reopened the 10,000 foot runway, no United 757s, they just doubled the service and brought a bunch of if you're using default aircraft, that's how it's going to be. But I know some really good aircraft that actually are very realistic. No, well, um, I guess if you want to go out and spend sixty bucks on a captain, I don't. I don't have any. I mean, if it's more desire. than the simulator, why spend money on it? You know, I mean, yeah. it's like a scenery add-on. But if you're going out to spend seventy bucks on an airplane, what a waste! I mean, unless you're really into it. Yeah. Yeah, and that way, again, their X-Plane is definitely the better choice, because um, the, the majority of the planes that you can download are free. There's payware planes, but uh, there's not that many add-ons either. But, uh, well, I guess there is. You just have to go deep and dig for all of the planes. But, um, yeah, X-Plane is definitely better with realism and aircraft and... How do, how, I know that the Cessna in Flight Sim X does not handle realistically 
Um, how does it handle? I know there's a Cessna 182 or 172. I can't remember. How does it handle? Uh, it, it's definitely with the lighter aircraft, they're really sensitive to turbulence, which, based on my experience, because I've flown twice in a Cessna 172. Yes, I've been in a Cessna 172, and it is very sensitive. There was only like a five-knot wind, and it was rocking around like crazy. Yeah, that's exactly how it is with X-Plane, and it's like, it, you really need to look at, like, real-world crosswind charts and see what the maximum values are, because... Like in, in Microsoft Flight Simulator, you can land a Cessna in 50 knot winds and you're still That is fine. unbelievably fake. I know, that exactly. Is... Okay, and, uh, uh, oh, hold on, what were you saying with that? Uh, so, have we agreed that X-Plane is definitely more realistic and better sim if you're looking for a realistic experience? Yeah. If you're talking default aircraft, yeah. Uh, there's probably less, there's less of a community for X-Plane, because like I said before, X-Plane's like Linux, and with Microsoft Light Simulator, it's like Microsoft, you know? And there's, you know, there's really no in-between. There's no, there's no matter. Yeah, Linux does suck. Well, that's your, that's people's opinions. Okay, uh, we're going to go to Alex and then back to Spencer, but Alex, uh, you wanted to, uh, favorite add-on. Okay, well, um, my favorite free add-on, freeware add-on right now is the easy walk camera where you get to move you get to move anywhere you want and you don't have to buy the walk and follow and you get to move the camera and I actually use that to move the camera realistically with the mouse and I think that's really cool especially because it's free <laughs> like when you're landing like what is your like favorite approach like as your your favorite place to land at should be the correct thing um Let's say fly into Flight Camp in Boston. And why? I live in Boston, so, I mean, that's there's already that. Uh, Flight Tampa has modeled um, the surrounding area, so it's not just um, the airport which is modeled. Well, my favorite part of that is the Dunkin' Donuts sign they have. Remember where you parked it? You can do it. Yeah, I, love I love that sign. Uh, what kind of frame rate do you get with the uh, flight time for Boston? Hmm, I think I lose only two frames. I lost. Mm-hmm. I lost flight time for X for 2004. I use flight Flare X. And how okay. much? How many frames do you get with the Boston? With flight time for Boston, it also must be considered that I have also REX and um and Ultimate Terrain X USA which obviously takes away some frames, I get 15 to 18 frames per second on high settings. I get about 12 to 15. You know, I'm waiting for Fly Tampa to come out with the Fly Tampa Hartford. That You're making be, one? I don't know, but that would be so cool. Like, there's no payware Hartford seniors. I mean, there's a ton of freeware out there, but there's no payware. And, you know, I would like to see one. That would be really cool. But I don't think many yeah. people would buy it. Hartford's not really that popular. It only gets 8 million passengers a year. I only oh, wow. have Fly Tampa, St. Martin, and I think that's the best. You know, really a- Atlanta cheats, Ben. They have like 20 million hubs, 80 million, 90 million passengers, you know. But well, dude, hubs. dude, every day, daily, there's 2,000 flights daily. Yeah, but guess what? Without the hubs, guess what? How many passengers? Maybe 20 million, 30 million. The hubs between Delta and Air Trans just like quadruple the passengers. Well, one thing, Delta, that's their main hub, so. Basically, Atlanta, JFK, 
in Chicago or like the gateway to U.S. if you're coming from Europe, uh, oh, Africa, Asia. And then does 15 nonstop destinations out of Hartford. I mean, 15 is pretty good, but I mean, dude, you can go anywhere from in the world from Atlanta. Fast because once again, it's a humongous hub. Hartford's not a hub, and Hartford can still support 15 nonstop destinations. So I mean. I don't know. We kind of got off topic, but let's kind of go back. You basically can... There's basically every airline in the U.S. at, at Atlanta. Not every airline, every destination. You know... No, every mm-hmm. airline, yes. There is. Uh, no, there's not. At the but last... There's, th- there's five... It, is, is there Alaska Airlines? ABC. Oh, yeah. You know, you, know how many Delta is. Uses, you know how many Delta uses? Delta uses A, B, C, and D. Airtran uses well, E. Dude, and the rest uses I freaking, F. I, I live in Atlanta. I, I mean, I live... I've been to Atlanta Airport. I know, I know how... Um, I know what gates they use. They do not use A, B, C, and D. They use B and I mean they use A and B. Airtrain uses C. Airtrain and Delta Connection share C, and then D and E are shared uh, by American Airlines, United, and other airlines, mainly the international flights, which are usually Delta. Obviously, because Delta. Okay, let's let's try to work our way back on topic. Okay, we're gonna go over to Alex, and he's gonna tell us his favorite approach. My favorite approach to Flight Simulator X um, is probably with St. Martin. I feel that the flight time has done a really good job with the scenery, the whole island, and the best thing is that also the runway is short and it's a really good challenge. Although with Flight Simulator 2004, I had I had to kitek our flight time and that was really good, the challenging approach. When I try to run, when I try to run the fly tie, kai tie, um, I call it the kai, uh, the kai tie slideshow because I get less than a frame per second, and I actually took the pictures, put them on a CD, put them to music, and put them on my TV, and I watched every once in a while because it's good to see something. But I call it the kai tie slideshow because it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I don't have it with Flight Simulator X. I I don't get it. Episodes of Four works a lot better with it, but they should give it to you for free. If you buy it for Episodes of Four, they should give you a free copy for FSX and vice versa. Yeah, well, the, the really annoying thing with Flight Temp, and I, I have to say this, is that you can't download things after a week. What? I have no idea what. <laughs> I mean, if, if you downloaded it, then and what you want to say you reinstall Flight Simulator X, or you get a new computer. And you go back to your email or whenever they sent you the link to download it, it says it it has expired. Well, can't you just, like, is there a way to get it back or do you have to repurchase it? See, we should, you should put it on CD or something and write the, the passcode or whatever. Yeah. I, go ahead, go ahead, Spencer. Just do a notepad thing. I, I just copy and paste it in the notepad and save it there so that... That doesn't happen because that actually happened to me. Um, I bought the Wilco A380 and FSX crashed, and I needed to reinstall it. Forgot it, or I for I didn't save it then. Um, asked Wilco, gave Wilco my username information, and they just gave it back, and I saved it. That's what they should do, because it's kind of ridiculous the way people do it. Now, I'm looking at Captain Sim. They have a few planes for, like, $20 or whatever, $20, $30, 40 Like, some of their planes are $200 freaking dollars. And you want to buy that plane. Well, what if something happens? You want They expect you to pay $200 more, you know, dollars to get 
to get, you know, another copy of that because you lost it. I mean, I wouldn't pay, I have been asking, I wouldn't pay more than $20 for a plain animal because I paid 40 or $30, let me check my thing. I bought at, at GameStop for $40 FSX Deluxe, for, I mean FSX Gold for $40, and I couldn't see paying more than $40 on an add-on, unless like REX or something, and 5 Tampa, and those sceneries. But definitely not for a plane. I mean, I don't care if it's the Concorde with, you know, Delta's livery on it saying, I love Hartford. I'm not going to pay 40 bucks for it. <laughs> okay, uh, Ben, what is your favorite approach? Okay, uh, Ben, what is your favorite approach? Uh, my favorite approach is the Reagan International approach. It um, It's really uh, challenging to do. That's why I like it mainly. Um, and it's uh, it's got a lot of good scenery. I mean, the default scenery is pretty good. It's not like Fly Tampa. But it uh, has a good uh, several aspects to it uh, that make it more realistic than just like flying out in like a rural area. Okay, and I see what you're saying. And um, Grant, uh, did we go? Oh, your favorite approach was Maui, if we remember that from last week, correct? Uh, yeah, but of course, um, I do have a couple others like uh, Seattle. I like uh, approaching. Orcas Island. Yeah, Orcas Island's nice, Seattle, um, I like Portland. Most of the airports on the West Coast are some of my favorites. Do you like Denver? Uh, I haven't really flown into Denver all that much, so I can't say. I find Denver kind of bland, like there's nothing there. It's just like a desert with like this runway. Six runways and a terminal, right. I mean, FS makes it look like Area 51. There's like no building to like 300 mile range. Okay, we're gonna wrap up the show for this week. Uh, Alex, where can we contact you? Um, you can send me a message on YouTube. Um, my it's my YouTube name is A O Lambros. Say it again, in case you need to contact me. And well, basically, you can just contact me there. I'll answer. Okay, guys. Um, so Spencer, uh, thanks for being with us today, and you're welcome to come back any uh, other week. So. Where can people contact you or find you at? Um, you, they can contact me on Skype. Um, my Skype name is SJT375. Um, YouTube personal message, anything like that. Okay then. So thank you, and we will see you next time, Spencer. Okay, Bye, thank Spencer. you guys. No problem. Bye. Okay, Ben. Where can we contact you from? Uh, you can contact me uh, via a private message, and uh, there will be a link in the channel for my channel right now in the video, Smosh JKL. Or you can email me at uh, ben.cappy at yahoo.com. That should be on my channel if it's not. Um, okay, and then as you guys know, you can contact Grant, Grant Chikoslaka at yahoo.com. You can contact me, lots of great plans at yahoo.com. So, Grant, anything to say? Um. Well... One thing I can say is that I'm, because I'm starting to use X-Plane and I'm um, not really trying, I, I'm not going to be making videos anymore, so don't, I might post a video every now and again, but don't expect daily videos. Okay, and we're going to work on this podcast and try to get this podcast a little more popular and out there, so that's one of our goals, correct? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, uh, I think that's everybody. Once again, you can contact me or Grant via our YouTube channels, Grant Airbus the Mustang, me, lots of great stuff. Um, so that's about it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, search Week in Aviation, 
Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. Search lots of great stuff. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, www.weekinaviation.co.nr. If you want to be a guest, don't forget to fill out that form, read our privacy policy and all that good stuff to know how we work. Any music you hear in the show is uncopyrighted, so you cannot, you can free to copy the music if you buy it. It's uncopyrighted. So, all right, everybody, have a super week, and we will look forward to hearing from you guys next weekend. Have a super week. Welcome to Week in Aviation. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Wow. Wow. You just made me mess up. (laughs) You should be mature enough not to laugh at poop. I think I got over that in third grade. (laughs) I'm in a laughing mood right now, and I look down and I see poop. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> what did you say? You were just like, you sound like a robot. Diarrhea. I think he shoved his head in a, like a jail cell. It says diarrhea. Your mom has diarrhea? <laughs> you don't say Kitek. Yeah. I go to Kitek Airport and I fly. Ben, what is your hardest moment?